I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's New Barkeep. I'm Dane. I'm Luke. And today's not much of anything, really. It's been warm. Yeah. I mean, it's March. There's not a whole lot of things going on, unless you like basketball. Maybe spring break. But yeah, I don't know when spring break is, and rightfully, that doesn't concern me. No. I was never part of the spring spring break crowd. And I never got the time off, so... Yeah. But... We should probably get to our drinks, though. Absolutely. And our first drink of the day, oh boy, we're getting into the <laughs> mm. getting into the different language names. This is the La Jola. La Jola. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but I don't really care either. I mean, some of these drinks, we really don't know how to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, that's a bit of an understatement. But to make your own La Jola... You will need brandy, creme de banane, mm-hmm. lemon juice, and orange juice. Sounds pretty basic. Let's do it. And we we added in our own little twist. If you saw on Instagram, follow us at Nerds in the Kitchen. We also added in a cocktail cherry. Just for a little bit of color, and you know, why not? We've actually never used a cocktail cherry. We've only used maraschino. So this ought to be interesting. It adds in a little bit of tartness. Mm-hmm. So Three, Three two, two, one. Oh, I do not like that. Whoa. That is not good. That is a very sour. That is a very alcohol top heavy drink. Oh, yeah. Like I said, very sour. Ah. Ah. Wow. Yeah, even the cherry didn't really help with that. No. I used to think Dane's got more than I do, but I don't even want to finish this. (laughs) I'm going to fucking finish it. I don't give a shit. Ugh. God, like, you know when you're drinking, like, some very, like, alcohol-heavy stuff, you kind of get almost a, like, ethanol taste? Yeah, it's not too far off from that. Yeah, it's like ethanol mixed with, like, friggin' lime or lemon. Mm. Ugh. Oh, that cherry, though. Mm. That cherry helps. Not by much, but it helps. It does. It probably would have been even worse without it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So, Dan, what's our first topic here? Well... As soon as we stop cringing. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Robitussin now. Oh. Mm. You getting that too? A little bit. A little bit of that medicine taste. Yeah. And that's I think that's where the cherry's coming from. It's giving that Robitussin. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. So, now that we've... Now that our faces have somewhat unscrunched... <laughs> so, we figured... We haven't talked about movies in a little bit. Yeah, it's particularly we haven't really talked about a specific brand of movies. And a very big one. We can't deny it has affected both of our childhoods and, you know, millions, billions of others. Yeah, 
that one being the big old mouse himself, Disney. Yep. So we're talking about potentially the best movies, what we like about them. And of course, we got to start with ones that are obvious because otherwise we will be crucified. Yeah. So let's just get the Renaissance ones out of the way. So it started off with The Little Mermaid. Back in 1989. Honestly, I like this movie. Well, it's got, in my opinion, one of the best villain songs in any Disney movie. It's not the best, but it's one of the best. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? I mean, I've only ever seen The Little Mermaid once. Yeah. And that was long ago. That is perfectly fair, because it's been a long time since I've seen it, too. I remember liking it, but again, I was really young when I last saw it. So I can't say that it's my favorite Disney movie, but I do think that for a Disney movie, it's got a lot more strengths than it does flaws. Alright, next one. I'm not sure if you've seen this one. I'm not sure how much of a Disney file you are. Depends. Rescuers Down Under. I've seen that a couple of times, but it has been a long while since my last watching. I will say this. Visually, it is stunning. Storyline is really good. The story itself, kind of forgettable. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, again, I from what I remember, I remember vividly, but that's kind of few and far between. Like I said, it looks pretty. The characters are memorable. The story is, I don't remember a whole lot about it. I mean, I remember the other Rescuers movie over this one. I, I remember both the Rescuer movies. Mm-hmm. At least little bits and pieces of them. I mean, it's not a bad movie. I enjoyed the movie. It's a good movie. Okay. Let's talk about the Hail Mary. The biggin. The one that basically should be should have been coined the Renaissance. But it wasn't because Little Mermaid actually made a bunch, good chunk of money, too. This one was like the big mama. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh, my lord. Oh, man, I have not seen the cartoon version in so long. Well, you can remember every single thing in that thing. Uh Uh-huh. You can remember the songs. You can remember the characters. I think it was one of the few times, a few movies that actually integrated CG in it as well without it being completely jarring. If so, that's actually impressive. Yeah. Because I think they melded both. I think I remember seeing that a long time ago, but I might be wrong on that. Yeah, considering at the time, all that stuff was hand-drawn. Yeah. And it was... Here's the thing. This is... When they say a tale as old as time, they aren't joking. This is an old, old story. And it has been made and remade countless times. But these guys did a really good job of it. And as much as we like to joke about, oh, well, Bell's got Stockholm Syndrome or whatever. <laughs> you can at least say, hey, you can understand that there actually was a connection that was forming. A little bit, a little bit, you could say, yeah. I mean, the, like I said, I don't know what else I can say about this thing. is just a very, very good movie. It basically went through Disney right back on the map. Like, it actually was winning awards. That wasn't just animation. <laughs> so this is where I remember myself kind of stepping in at this age. Because don't worry, I've seen all of these. But this is the one that really, I think, caught my eye first. Because it came out when I was pretty young, but not stupid young. Aladdin. Aladdin. Again, another good movie. A lot of fun songs to it. It has its problems. Especially with the villain going after Jasmine, and she's only like 15. 
I mean, considering the fact that Aladdin holds a very special place to me. And it's not for the reason that people think. It's not because you're singing? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people, the reason is, you know, oh, that's the first Disney movie I can mm -hmm. remember watching. No, that isn't it for me. That is because in high school, I was a part of the Aladdin, of the Aladdin play. And if you all want to take a guess at who I was in that, well, you need look no further than Mr... Iago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say Mr. Pedo himself. Mm -hmm. Jafar. Abu. Abu. <laughs> Abu is... Shockingly, Abu is not in the, mo is not in the play. I mean, I kind of get it, because Abu was at best a uh, comedy character, like a comic relief. That's what I'm looking for. Again, it's this is one of the first ones that really caught my attention, because it was right at that age when I was just... So we got the next one that we can't ignore this one. No? We can't at all, because it is amazing movie. It's not as good as Beauty and the Beast, but it's still an amazing movie. It beats Aladdin out of the water. Little Mermaid. Beats both of those way out of the water, just in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lion King. Mm-hmm. Because again, the music in this one was also top notch. I was gonna say, I think it I think it's currently their best selling movie. Uh, I think Frozen beat it out. I think so. I think Frozen did beat it out recently. Yeah, I think if that's not the case, I think Enchanto is Encanto is gonna be beating it pretty soon here too. Yeah. But yeah, it is one of the most memorable songs for sure in any Disney Plus marathon. Once you hear those first few once you hear that. One note. You know what movie you're watching. <laughs> yeah, you really do. <laughs> that's a very iconic note, and that's a very iconic scene. It really is. But have you ever translated the lyrics? It is the worst song ever. I know. <laughs> I mean, I think it's literally like, it's a lion, here comes a lion, and just like repeating that. <laughs> Something like that. It's... <laughs> Or it was basically like a praise for the morning. I, I think it was, I don't remember. I just remember it was like, there's a lion, here comes a lion, here comes a lion. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was, uh, oh God, be prepared. Oh. God, the imagery in that in that part, section was just, you know they actually took inspiration from uh, Hitler on that one? Like Germany, World War II? I would not be shocked, because, actually. Like how it turned green and all the hyenas are basically just goose-stepping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was actually taking inspiration from the Third Reich. Hmm. And, of course, I think the most... The thing is, I'm not really a huge song of these, like, I am, like, these songs It's like, I'm going to take my tell my motivation for what I want, like, at the beginning of these movies. Because mm. almost every one of these movies have it. But this is a song I can get behind. I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it showed a very well what Simba's character was at that point. Exactly. He was proud. He was, you know, he was unabashed. He was just, yeah. It And the character act transformation is believable. But then again, it was also based on Hamlet. Mm, which was also based off of the White Lion. Simba the White Lion, yeah. Yeah, so let's move on from that point. Okay. This one, I... This one has issues. It has some major issues for major reasons. Pocahontas. Oh, yeah. Especially around this part of the country. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Pocahontas takes place, what, 
I know it's East Coast, but I can't remember where exactly. Uh, if I had to remember... It was a place where they did farming, so... Yeah, it's... But, yeah, basically... It did not... The whole integration of, like, oh, yeah, white people and natives working together is fun and fine and everyone is happy. Oh, no, there's a misunderstanding, but we get back together in the end. No. 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 Definitely, if you look at history, that's not how it went, but that's not part of the movie. Yeah, well, here's the other part of it that's also really weird that Disney went with this direction. They went with John Smith's diary. Oh. In John Smith's diary, he was a vain son of a bitch. He basically thought that everybody was at, like, every woman was after his balls and everything. It, it was a weird decision. I will say this, though. Some of the music was still, still slaps. Yeah. And the animation is still really, really good. But the story was just... Could have done better. I don't, again, I don't understand why they went with that direction. Uh, I guess safe. But it's not. Safer. But it's not, though. It's not. But, I mean, at the time, maybe, because people weren't so... I mean, it's, I understand maybe credit representation, but they did it fucking poorly. Oh, yeah. It's the 90s. What do you expect? Fair. Okay. Speaking of weird choices in the 90s. Oh, boy. Hunchback. The Hunchback of, of Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Of Notre Dame. Okay. I'm going to say this right now. If you cut out the gargoyle scenes, this is a fantastic, epic movie. The gargoyles fuck it up. Just mm-hmm. push them out. Exactly. Like, And here's the weird thing. This is based off a novel as well. That's fucking dark as all hell. Mm-hmm. So it was a weird, weird choice that they Disney allowed this. I mean, in all honesty, you know, you could say the same thing about the Little Mermaid. You could say the same thing about yeah. Snow White. <laughs> Grimm's fairy tale you can at least kind of neuter. This was a 14th century novel, though. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so I'm also going to say this. I said that uh, Ursula's uh, theme, you know, villain song was one of the best. If we had to give it to the best, it has to be in this movie. Hellfire, dark fire. You know, there's actually a weird daddy kink now for Frollo. What? A daddy kink. Oh, right. Just oh yes, go yes. Get get a kink for the guy that went after. How old is she? Fourteen or fifteen? Something like that. She is not very old. No, it's like of course they aged her up for the movie, but in the actual book, she's like fourteen or fifteen. She, they didn't age her up at all, I don't think. Oh, she's still that age. <clears throat> oh, that makes it worse. Yeah, remember Disney didn't start adding adult princesses till like Frozen. Like. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. Wait. There is one adult female princess, in quotes, that is in here, Hercules. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if I have to say it, there are three characters in that movie that just steal the show. Megara is one of them. Yeah. Hades is another. Mm-hmm. I, and we gotta go with the last one. Phil. <laughs> Daniel Wabai. <laughs> oh, Danny DeVito. Oh. He is a side character, but he, you will not forget him. Oh God, no! And he doesn't—he doesn't overstay his welcome. There's a lot of side characters like that that overstay their welcome. 
because a good example of people who overstay the welcome is Hades Minions, Pain and Panic. Mm. Yeah, you could pretty much like throw them out. Yeah. It wouldn't make too much of a difference. It it does. Uh, remember they they're in, essential for the intro. That's true. Yeah. The muses. The muses. That was also an interesting choice. They decided to go with gospel. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a totally different cultural style of singing, but it is meant to be considered these holy legends and holy whatever, just of a different country. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense. I can dig it. Okay. This one is good, but it also has its flaws. Mulan. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say this right now. Most of the songs... Bangers. Yeah, they're bangers. They're fucking bangers. The theme is dark, and it's realistic, and it's about war. Eddie Murphy overstays his welcome. Oh. I understand, I understand a lot of people like Mushu, and that's fine. You can like him, but he is... There's just some scenes where he's just so annoying and obnoxious. It's not even funny. And I understand that's part of his character, but does he have to be around all the time? I mean, considering that he destroyed the one guardian that was supposed to go with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's again. It's oh, it's a really good movie. The ending is not at all accurate to the story, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what Disney movie is? Eh, Snow White wasn't too far off. I mean, yeah, but I mean, mm. yeah, no, I get it. Trust me, I do. And the last one of the Disney Renaissance. This one I actually never seen. Tarzan. I have, and that was one of my favorites growing up. Yeah, I mean, I heard it's really good. It's just I have never seen it. Yeah, uh, it was definitely one of the ones that I actually ended up really liking a lot, especially in my later years. Oh, I do remember Disney was like, when they were promoting this vi- this movie, they were like, oh yeah, there's Phil Collins and NSYNC and like... <laughs> It's like, okay, that sounds interesting. And Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> oh. I mean, Rosie O'Donnell can work in the right situations, but that that wasn't it. No. I mean, for for Turk, sure. <laughs> because Turk is meant to be a little prick. Yeah, but it comes off as just iffy. All right, but with that, we should... Well, I guess we should talk about the Disney Renaissance. That's I, fine. We just talked about the Disney Renaissance, literally. <laughs> I guess. Well, we're Jabberjaw, so it makes sense. And with that, we should take our break. Yep, absolutely. We'll be right back after this message. And we're back. We're back. Woo. All right, now it's time for our second drink of the day. What do we got here, Dane? Well, as you're staring at it, this is called an electric leninade. Lenin, not lemon. Yep, Lenin. Leninade. As in... Original communist mm-hmm. Russian. Yep. So, what's in this thing? So, to make your own electric leninade, you will need vodka, blue curacao, sweet and sour mix, chilled 7-Up, and a lemon wedge. Honestly, this seems very familiar to the shark bite we had, just missing the grenadine. Yeah, it is just missing the grenadine. I think it just replaced it with... I think sweet and sour. The sweet and sour mix, yeah. I think so. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll be a better batch. Better batch. Better bitch. <laughs> it's better bitch. Better batch. <laughs> All right. Three, two, two, one. Yeah, it tastes really similar. Oh, yeah. That's still really good, though. Yeah, it's, not, it's definitely not bad. 
Like, this is one of those drinks that I feel like this would be a party drink. Absolutely. Like, you can make, like, a punch bowl of this stuff. Oh, yeah, like, just in, like, a jungle juice starter? I can definitely see it. That's some really good stuff. All right, so what are we talking about, Dan? For this one, we've been talking about Disney, but let's pull away from that a little bit and go to TV. Specifically, TV shows... TV show intros. Yeah, TV shows, in to be specific... TV show intros that went way harder than they needed to. And by that we mean the mu- the music itself for the intro was just super epic, super memorable, super just... Banger. Mm-hmm. And where it could have been like a typical show intro. So, now, we're staying on the Disney field here. We, we got to... We absolutely have to. <laughs> okay, so for those who don't know, and lucky enough to get that song out of your heads, <laughs> is we're talking about DuckTales. Congratulations, all of you will never get it out of your head for the rest of the day. <sighs> DuckTales is one of those, it's basically Indiana Jones meets Donald Duck, I guess? It doesn't involve Donald except for like two episodes. Yeah, it really doesn't involve Donald Duck. It involves Scrooge McDuck, his uncle, and his three nephews, and his three grandnephews, or whatever they're called. Yeah, grandnephews, maybe. Mm -hmm. But they're Donald's nephews. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yep, it's basically, hey, look, we're going on an adventure. And here's the thing this could have been like a typical, like this was made in the 90s, if I remember correctly, DuckTales. Was it 80s or 90s? I actually cannot remember. I think it was 90s, because it could have just been like a t- typical, like, you know, almost like a Mickey Mouse, like, intro, kind of whatever, and it would have been fine. But no, they almost went like this uh, slappy, jazzy intro, and then it just, uh, it just, it's one of those songs that just stuck in your head, because it has, you know, DuckTales, woohoo! And we're trying to be very careful about... Copyright, but that... I don't know what you would call it, not chorus, but that hits that... That drop? Yeah, that drop, every time it goes to that, it you know what's going on. And it just, it makes you want to sing along. Yeah, I think that was kind of the point. But speaking of Disney, another very popular one, Darkwing Duck. Duck. So, this one, I'm going to say it does go hard, but for the, the... For a different reason, though. Yeah. Because this it's literally just a satire on superheroes of the time, and it was the 90s, so, heh. You, can, you get the broody, serious, bloody, gunny 90s comics. You get a satire of that. But in, like, the opposite effect of Lobo from DC. And it's a very, very good show. But Darkwing Duck is one of those... It, I don't know how you would describe the music. It's almost... Like, uh. I don't know. I wouldn't call it... It's not... It's like... Wouldn't be soul. Wouldn't be R and B. No. Ah, uh, I think I would just call it like tone down pop. Maybe because you every time you get to that dark wing duck, it's probably epical. Again, I don't know what you call, but it's one of those songs that even though yes, the for a superhero and it's meant to be kind of big, it is so catchy and memorable. You cannot. Yeah. A lot of these are going to be from the 80s and 90s. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I think I know which one he's going for. Uh, probably not. Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja yep, Turtles. That's what that's what you're thinking of? Yep. So this one is a very... It was a comic book made in the 80s. 
It was a very grim, it was a very grim, dark series in black and white. Then they turned into a peppy colored TV show. And that's the one that stuck. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a goofy ass show, <laughs> to say the least. But you get that synth beginning. You kind of get like that rocker chant going behind it. You know, it just gives you the intro of each character. And it's one of those things that if you have never seen the show before, it gives you everything you need right in the first minute and a half. Oh, what is this character? Well, he's rude but crew. You know, rude but cool. What about this one? Oh, he's a party dude. Party dude or the leader. This is yeah. the leader. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you basically, it gives you everything you need. Plus, you get that song stuck in your head the entire time. Because it just gets you amped. Oh, yeah. All right, you got one, Dan? Yeah, speaking of songs that actually get you amped up, who can forget the original guitar riff intro? Oh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Power Rangers, yeah. the original Mighty Morphin. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. God. Power Rangers is also one of those goofy-ass shows. It was originally Gogeki Sentai? Uh, it was a Sentai show. I don't remember which one, though. But I remember it came to the United States about 30 years after the start of the show. Something like that. It's literally just like, we dress up in, in these suits and beat people up. It's like being superheroes, but we're martial artists. Also, there's giant robots involved and giant monsters. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. That was the whole premise of the show. But that intro oh rocked God. so hard. <laughs> Like, legit, it's, you know, when it's, I'm going to say it's almost Dragon Force-esque before Dragon Force. Because it was literally one of the, when you go into, like, heavy metal, usually they have, depending, especially that area, it was, like, a very chugga-chugga sound. But this was literally, like, letting the guitar take the lead and just rock with it. Quite literally, just showing off the guitarist's skill. Exactly. I, I bet they did that to save money. Probably. <laughs> They probably did, because really all you get from the original song when it comes to the singer is just go, go, go Power go, Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry. Yep. We're sorry for the butchering of your favorite TV show so intros. Okay, here's another one. Uh, I'm not sure if you rec remember this one, Dane, because this one might be a bit before your time unless you cut it in, like Boomerang or something. Thunder! Thunder! Thundercats! Thunder Ho! <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually seen the show, but oh dear lord. Yeah, like that intro is just so... Like, we're getting to songs that just pep the hell out of you. Thundercats is one of them. Plus, it's... I can't remember how... If, all the lyrics, but I think it was really just like, Thunder, 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 Thundercats. And then just kept on going. And just, oh my god. Nostalgia. Okay, so another one. One that I think didn't... Uh, that outlived the show. The song outlived the show, but we all know it. Dun, 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 dun. Flash! Oh. <laughs> Wasn't that a movie? I don't know. I really don't know, but like I said, it literally outlasted it. Yeah, I think that was... That was yeah, that was from Queen, so I think it was for a movie. Or was it a TV movie special? I don't know. I really don't know if it was a TV movie special. It counts. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, it... You guys want to look into it? Look into the Queen? Because I am not going to risk getting my ass copyrighted for that. No. That, that is why I, I cut it right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So we're going to just skip right no. over there. Yes. <laughs> Wee. Okay. This one, it's cheesy. This, I mean, it's cheesy, but my God, it goes in way hard, especially if you have the intro, if, especially if you have like the intro visual visuals with it. X-Men. Yes. The 90s version. The 90s X-Men. Again, that show came, that intro came in so hard, but you needed the intro with, the intro visuals for it. Otherwise, it just comes off as very synthy, cheesy, kind of a music thing. And X-Men, if you don't know X-Men, it's a comic book. I mean, it's a good comic book. It's a good series. It's been going on for since the fucking 60s. So, yeah. Yeah. I will say, before we, before I get into my last one, because we're running out of time, there's a couple of honorable mentions. Go for it. The 90s Spider-Man intro. Spider-Man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that one. And one that's a little bit later on. I know a lot of people don't like this. I always loved it. Mm -hmm. And it probably shaped my... That and Power Rangers probably shaped my taste in music. That being the 2000s version of X-Men. Oh, I don't remember that one. Because that one was mostly just guitar. Wasn't that like Disney as well? I have no idea, actually. I'd have to look that up later on. But I have one more. Shoot. So, who remembers Code Lyoko? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. He doesn't know. He doesn't know, but anyone who has watched Code Lyoko knows how hard that intro slapped. Yeah, I'm going to also say this right now. All these songs, like almost every song we brought up is basically basic bitch intro. Like, how well, duh, I know this one, but it's like, we have to get them out of the way. These things are so... Yeah, iconic. Mm -hmm. Code Lyoko is like the one that I think tried to ride that train as well. And this is because Code Lyoko was about a group of middle schoolers, I think. Okay. It's about a group of middle schoolers that discover this virtual world. Okay. And in this world, they meet a girl that's trapped in there, quote unquote, trapped in there. Mm -hmm. She hasn't left that in years. And they are trying to get her out while preventing the virus of that data world called Xana from escaping. So it's kind of like the monster of the week sort of thing, but it's a different di digital virus in the real world situation. Okay. So speaking of that, I also got two honorable mentions. Digimon. Digital oh monster. God. Yeah. Digimon. Mm -hmm. And of course, in that same vein, I want to be the very best. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon, for oh, those who yeah. didn't get the original. Like, I know every season when they bumped it up for the next generation, they changed the theme song, but that original one just... That original one slapped along with its second one. I never saw the second one. The second one, so you want to be a master of... I'll have to... Mm -hmm. I'll have to show it to you later. Either way, we are out of time for this episode. So, yeah. With that, I've been Luke. I've been Dane. Enjoy your drinks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.
Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Fantasy, action, mystery, friendship. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 